Today is September 24th, 2021. I'm here with Kyle, and we're going to try and talk about masculinity. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Kyle from the bathroom stall. Um, <laughs> that, that's my moniker, I guess, uh, just to protect my an- anonymity. So um, I, I think that's, like, the best way to go. Like, And then, like, that's part of my character now. That's so funny. Like, we literally um, – I was doing a podcast with someone else, and we come across – Kyle in the bathroom and just like strike up conversation as 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 I do and it's like as, as you know um it was like what's up and then, then he was very responsive it was like what's up and it's like well we're just doing a podcast you want to hop on a podcast so we had like another 30 minute episode um that was kind of interesting I, I mean if you're soliciting someone uh to talk about manhood I guess the men's restroom is the is the way to go yeah and I Either that, it's it's like the the locker room of the of the public. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to think about it that way, I mean, um, of all of all places, I mean, what what a better could not have found a better place to you know talk to someone about masculinity, right? So one of the first things, uh, well, first of all, I, I think you know you cut yourself short. So you were you were in the military, correct? So I think that's something that the people who are, who are listening should know. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I just did one contract. I was a chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear defense specialist. Sounds very complicated, but really I'm just the guy who trains people uh, how to use the gas mask. Um, and there's some some finer points to that, but, uh, you know, chemical, biological warfare. So that was my, my whole uh, focus. Um, it's actually what's entailed in it is, is more like meteorological data. So you kind of like figure out like where fallout's going to go based upon like wind vectors. So that does sound very in depth. I mean, how much, how much went into that? Like how much did you know heading into that? Zero. So they just kind of just decided that was like the spot for you. Okay. So here's the thing with the military, um, extremely poor at managing resources. I think like it's just super inefficient, but as far as training goes, especially within the Marine Corps, getting you up to speed as quickly as possible because that's really where you're losing money. I think they say like to train like a basic Marine is like a couple hundred thousand dollars. So that's like food, Time. housing, uh, yeah. all the training aspects, like gear, all that good stuff. It, it, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars. So they don't have time to waste. And you have to figure to get me through basic training. Okay. So, so boot camp. And then you have to do uh, Marine combat training. So every Marine's a rifleman, so you have to do the, the combat training. So that's another month. And then you have your uh, specialty school, so where you learn your actual job. So that's another uh, nine months. So, you know, we're talking about a year already invested. And that's without any time in between, like, for leave and, and whatnot. So you've already already knocked out one year just getting you up to speed, and you're, like, the biggest boot in the world. You can't even barely do your job. That's something I, I didn't even know about the efficiency. I mean, I know I know the, the congressional budgets are, like, always huge when, when you talk about, like, stuff in the military, but I feel like it could be scaled down a little bit if they're just more efficient. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, one, I was stationed on a on an air station. Okay, so you have, like, kids off the street. Some of them barely got through high school, and now they're working on military aircraft that's, like, multimillion-dollar jets. That puts someone's life like they go up. If if some like PFC you know didn't put a part in right, like someone could die. Damn, how many people were on it? How many people were on the base? Yeah, um, about five thousand. That's crazy. That's actually a, a pretty small uh, base. Like this was not like uh, 
like one of the, the Cherry Point is, is like the the big East Coast air station. I was in Beaufort, South Carolina, so it's kind of like a yeah a satellite satellite base. Yeah, and and the Marine Corps is like two hundred thousand strong, um, and a little bit less like outside of uh, wartime. So it's a pretty small community if you if you really think about it. Um, comparatively to the rest of the world, two hundred thousand or two hundred thousand um, fighting force is actually really big. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's really big. But but like I think uh, it, it's like a, a million man army total for for like the United States. It's about a million uh, service members total. I feel like I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what my guess would have been, but I feel like it would have been more. But I mean, it's like armed forces. You're saying, like, not, yeah, not armed just forces. in the like, not the military, but like a million in armed forces. Yeah, so it's like five hundred thousand uh, army, two hundred thousand marines, and then the rest is composed of air force, navy, and then I, I don't know where the space force is. Like uh, <laughs> that, that that'll, that'll be that's TBD. That's TBD. But like I, I feel like there's there's a certain um, I don't know topic that's talked about when you talk about military members. And toxic masculinity, right? That's one of the things that people talk about nowadays about how I, I the, hate that term. The military promotes it. You know, I, I feel like. Um, do you, Do you feel like the military? I guess there's two spectrums of it. I feel like people who are in it. Um, I mean, not everybody, but I feel like a large majority of people that are that are in the military have a positive, um, have positive feedback about how it creates a better guys, like like better better men. Toxic masculinity, uh, I think, is like a false term. Um, I think if you're exhibiting those qualities that that people have kind of named toxic masculinity, you're not exhibiting masculinity. That's what I think. You should repeat that. So people say there's toxic masculinity, but I think that the behavior that they're describing is actually a lack of masculinity. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, So – Men have been kind of labeled and, and they've been kind of demonized in, in, in the past couple of years. And, and I really hate that. Like, so we're sex fiends. Um, well, one, it, it takes two to tango. So I'm pretty sure every guy that's having sex is having sex with a, a woman, you know, as far as like. In, like in this case, right? In, in the case that we're, that we're talking about toxic masculinity, right? So the men that are being labeled as toxic, they're having sex with women. With an equal amount of women, I mean, ruling out a. Uh, you know, gangbangs or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so if you, if you take that out, that, you know, the standard deviation of gangbangs, you minus that, and then uh, you have your average here. And, and just as many women are having sex with men as, as men are having sex with women. So um, it, that's, that's not true, you, you know, with men. And then, then it's like we're sexual predators on top of that. Now, look. Well, you, I, I just to clear, like, there are, there are some sexual predators for sure, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. But I feel like uh, I feel like the the misconception is that that it's only men that are sexual predators. Well, th- then you have have kind of the idea that it's it's a uh, what's the term that they use nowadays where it's like accepted and promoted like to- um, tolerance is that where it's like a tolerance or or like a uh, like a like a group think that that is encouraged like within the male community. There's a, there's a specific term for it. It's going to pop up for me in like 15 minutes or something like that. <laughs> It'll come up. But, but that it's in, encouraged um, rape culture. There it is. Yeah. Rape culture, I, I don't believe exists at all. Now, let me tell you why. Um, if you go to jail, if, if you go to like a federal penitentiary, so these are these are like the, the worst people in society, right? You know, career criminals, felons. They don't even accept rapists 
uh, sex predators, uh, child molesters. Like it's it, it's like a common uh, law that like if you if you if you're uh, kind of your cellmate has been uh, convicted of that that you have to like stab them or beat them down. So they have to actually be totally segregated. So like sexual predators aren't even accepted within like the lowest uh, people of morality in, in our society. Like they're, they're beaten down. Like no one accepts that. There, there's no one that I can just go uh, talk to and be like, oh, is rape okay? No, it's not. Everyone agrees that, it, that it's not okay. Yeah, no, no one's going to say, well, in certain circumstances, I guess it's uh, acceptable. No, it's it's always like rape in, in its you know, definitional form is completely wrong. It's it's wrong because, you know, it, it goes back to like a power dynamic between, you know, men and women, especially when it comes to to sex. I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of women are, are submissive, which is not a bad thing. And that's something that I've talked to a few people about. I put that on, on my Instagram story, actually. Like, do you deem the word submissive to be like and have a negative connotation? And it's not. It, it's just nature. I, I feel like I feel like a lot. Um, I feel like a lot of women sexually are are submissive and then to take advantage of that would be is, is completely wrong i feel like it's in it yeah it's it is what taking advantage well, well, well i think we need to make a distinction here because I, I think jordan peterson describes it a little bit better not submissive but agreeable there's a different implication when you say submissive versus agreeable so i think women are more agreeable not necessarily submissive and then that's why they're they're kind of equating this power dynamic so if she if she's more agreeable, she's going to go along with things. It doesn't necessarily mean you're submissive. So I think that there's a little bit of nuance. I there. think yeah, I think there's a fine line there. I, I mean, I think we can agree that they're generally similar. Those words are generally similar. They they have similar they they create similar attributes in people. Like if if someone doesn't matter if it's man or woman, if you're agreeable and then you're submissive. You know, I, I think it's it's very similar when you're describing what a what a person is is like. So, but the the point I was trying to make with with that, right? So whether you're agreeable or submissive, right? I feel like you know women fall into that category more so than than men do, and then to take advantage of something that's natural is is wrong. I, I, and um, yeah, so like I, I don't think we need to sit here and justify why or uh, just say why rape is wrong i feel like it's kind of intuitive i feel like anyone who's listening to this just i, I think because it, it, it's, it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer but 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 now here here's where, where it kind of gets complicated okay so so you kind of said that there's this perception that uh the military especially i think the marine corps um has this toxic masculinity within it right so that that includes like the whole rape culture thing um now let me give you a little bit of a story so one, one one time this was this was when I was in MOS training. I, I saw like a group of of male Marines like like kind of like forming a posse. Like it was like like pitchforks and like torches. And I was like, what the fuck is going on yeah, here? Over what? So um, they kind of gather around um, the this dorm room and they're like beating down the door and they're like cussing and they're wanting to, to beat the hell out of this this other Marine. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? They're like, oh, he raped uh, one of the other female Marines. They're like, so they're, they're trying to like attack this guy or whatever. So fast forward like like a couple weeks later. So I find out the story. Well, this Marine was kind of a kind of an ugly guy. Sure, he's he's pretty ugly. So what happened was is he ended up having sex with this uh, female Marine, um, 
like like they were out and, and had sex or whatever. So it comes up with the female Marine and one of her friends, you know, they were talking or whatever. And she's like, oh, I heard you. Uh, you had sex with so, such and such. And then she was embarrassed because this guy, he was, he was ugly. He was like, and so she's just like, no, I didn't want to. And then that created this like rumor that, oh, she didn't want to have sex with him. Then it becomes, oh, he raped. And then it becomes a whole posse of people trying to attack this room. Really, it, it was consensual, though she regretted it afterwards, but she it was consensual in the moment. And then now you have this whole posse. So I think that just totally eradicates the idea that there's this rape culture. It obviously wasn't accepted whatsoever. The fact that, like, just a whole troop of Marines is going to get together and, 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 like, defend the honor of this other Marine just on the, the uh, just on hearsay. Yeah, I feel like there's a huge problem right now with, you know, women regretting sex and that, you know, and ha- having to justify it is, is tough. And, and there's plenty of cases, especially with student athletes in, in college, you know, maybe someone's on a football team or a basketball team and there's someone who they're of, of high status. And then all it, all it takes is for, for one woman to lie about it. And then the guy's life is over. Right. So even if it is consensual, because like we discussed, like majority of people are good people and they do not rape because rape is, you know, left for you know the scumbags of society. And the really big problem with it is the simple accusation is just as bad as being convicted. doesn't matter if, oh, the facts like come out later on. Your, your reputation is already tarnished. I can't imagine like let's say I was a Hollywood star or something like that. I wouldn't want to have sex with anyone. I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I'd be frightened that, you know, something's going to come up, you know, maybe, maybe that's why your only option really is to, to, to stay within that like celebrity crowd of, of people, because like, it seems like someone would be headhunting you. Yeah. And, and, and that's the case with, uh, you know, NBA players. I, I know, um, can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's, there's certainly a few where that happens where. Um, a guy will have sex with a woman and then maybe he'll throw the condom away because he's smart and uses a condom in this situation. And the female will take the condom out of the trash and then use that to uh, impregnate herself. Oh, Jesus. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. But, and, and that's like that's that's a large scale. I feel like that's one of the worst you know things that could happen outside of, uh, man, what happened with P.J. Washington. I don't know how much you follow um, – yeah, so PJ Washington's an NBA player, and he uh, he was in a relationship with this woman who happens to be very popular on Instagram. She's one of these influence influencers. Uh, her Instagram handle is is Bundle of Britney, whatever. But she's she's popular, and they they had a baby, like they had a baby together, and I I I believe they were either engaged or newly married or something like that. They're um they're again deeply into a relationship. No, PJ Washington thought they were in love or whatever. Weeks before the baby was born, maybe days before, she on purpose, you know, calls off the engagement and basically and and uh, through some way I think it's the majority of the custody somehow because she's a woman, right? And now now he's left like, "Wait, I thought she loved me. I thought she loved me." And now but no, she used him for an NBA baby. <laughs> and I, I feel like, and, and and for the people that, that follow her and don't know what she did, like that has, like, 
I I see her face and it and it angers me. Like just to know that that happened. I mean that that has to be one of the worst things that can happen to a guy being in a consensual relationship and have a child with a woman that you think you love as the child is being brought into the world the woman goes no i think i just want it to myself and then you you don't get to see your kid and and now to just to add insult to injury she's looking for a stepdad now and that's uh, that's again one of the worst people on the planet i think her like you like that's so fucked up i can't even words can't even describe how messed up that is and the only only thing you could say i don't even want to say in her defense but like you know it's just like good for her for getting away with it i mean like if if she somehow was a good enough actor to believe that you know for for him to believe that she loved him i guess like good for her right if she if she can live with that i don't know well well the sad thing is is within our legal system is there's an extreme bias against men as as far as like child custody um like men's rights i i feel it, the odds are kind of more in favor of the mother for whatever reason that is but i think you know a, a father's role is is just as important as a mother's, like for different reasons, you know, and, and I think that's like where my relationship with my father's not very good. And I wonder how much more successful I would be if I had a good mentor, like how many, how many lessons I could have learned without having to learn them the hard way. If I would have just had, had some, um, um, kind of guidance in, in the very beginning. I don't know if, have you ever seen, um, his name's uh, Sharath Jason, uh, Wilson. I have not. Okay, so there's kind of a viral video, and um, there's this, like, this little kid, and he's, like, trying to break, like, a karate board or whatever, and he can't break it with his left hand, and he starts, like, crying. And I he's like, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah and he's, yeah, like, yeah. he, like, kneels down, and he's, like, it's okay to cry, son. It's okay. Like, well, why are you crying? He's, like, I can't break it or whatever. And he's, like, you know, sometimes it's going to hurt, but you got to get through the pain or whatever. And and I thought, that, like, that was just, like, such a beautiful moment um, that he's saying, like, it's okay to cry. And I think that's that's like part of being a man is like it's okay to have um, these these emotions. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be in pain. It's okay to to feel like you're you're weak. But the thing is 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 where you really embrace what it means to be a man is is when you when you get through that, mm. like the in, endurance to get through um, hard and difficult things. That's yeah, what it, that's perse- what I think. Like perseverance and just keep keep pushing right because you know the world doesn't stop for anybody and i, I feel like you know as as guys we're kind of seen uh, i guess we're kind of pushed to be independent if that makes sense i feel like we're we're not necessarily our, our hands aren't guided like you know women are with other women in society and i'm not saying it shouldn't be i, I feel like it's a great thing that that women are kind of helping each other out but i feel like with with guys it's more of it uh you know you're on your own I feel like that's that's not the way it's always been. I feel like there's there's been times times in in history where men helped each other out and and to reach great things. And I feel like I feel like we're at a point a a low point in society where we can only grow from it. I feel like we can only grow from this point where um, we're kind of 
seen as individuals and then we kind of grow into into groups and then there's the, the the cliche saying right like hard times great hard men hard men create soft times soft, soft times, times soft times soft men, soft men <laughs> and soft men create hard times yeah and um i feel like we're in that point right now where it's you know the soft men create hard times and that and out of these hard times hard men will will come out of it and the this this one my favorite word the the pussification of of men nowadays has been uh exploited i think it's been i think <laughs> i think it's please been, define pussification <laughs> I, I it's it's just another word <laughs> feminization right it, it, it's feminized and um I'm I'm unfortunately on the internet a little bit too much, and I see things that uh, that yes, I don't know. I guess it's why I'm on the internet too much. I see these images that are just like embarrassing, like men, and um, it's that like you'll see a picture of like a, a guy like on all fours so that his girlfriend can sit on his back, and it, and I don't need to go and describe any more pictures because that's a really good analogy for for pretty much how. Uh, our society is right now and i feel like what we're lacking right now is is a partnership a true partnership between men and women and i feel like there's um there's a narrative there's there's a false uh gender war going on right now i i really do think that like the media wants you to believe that women hate us and think less of us and then the media wants women to think that men don't think women are anything. And then that kind of creates a divide, right? That kind of, I mean, naturally, right? If you if you thought that all women were against you, you probably wouldn't have sex ever. You probably, even, you know, because just like you said, you you probably um, you probably would think that they're all, they're all out to get you, right? They're all out to accuse you of, of rape and, and end your life and all stuff. And if you're a, if you're a woman, that uh, you may think that all men are going to rape you, right? You may think that they're going to, they're gonna, you know, take advantage of you and and make sure that you don't have a career and and all these things and and I feel like that's that's the extreme example. But there's people that are not <laughs> mentally capable of looking through the media and they genuinely do believe that, which I feel sorry for them that they're not able to look through all all the the fakeness. What's kind of driving this pessimistic view is the fact that you have all these. Um, like minority opinions that have a platform now. Yeah. Before, you know, you know, you have some like fringe ideas and 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 people their voices never really get out, but because of technology, because of the internet, because of social media, now you have all these radical uh, ideas that really are nonsensical, but then they have a a, a larger voice than, than really what they represent. You know, if we if we go walk around campus like I, I don't think all those women hate men, okay? But, they'll say it. But, but we're kind it. of. Yeah, they, do they believe it? They, they might be parroting something that they've heard because a lot of people don't have the ability to make. Um, rational decisions. Rational decisions. Yeah. Um, formulate their own ideas, original ideas. So they're really just repeating things that, the, that they hear. I, I mean, one of the biggest uh, examples, and I, I know someone's probably going to be listening like, oh. But, but like Trump. Trump is racist. Yeah. How many times do you hear that? And then I'll go and I'll look and I'll... Uh, orange man bad, right? That's orange right. man bad. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. And then, you know, now you look and... Uh, <laughs> then, then the same people who who, who say, uh, oh, he's just like this uh, like like white oppressor 
toxic man. And then it's like, then the, the same people will go and elect like the oldest, whitest man. Most racist the- president ever. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, but that that's the same idea, right? That's the same idea where people will, you know, there, there'll be these female influencers and that may have like mental illness themselves. They may already be fucked up in the head because of daddy issues or whatever. And well, then, well, they and then probably they had a, something traumatic in, in the past and what? then now they're vindictive or they're, they're embittered by, by men, you know? I think I think the biggest problem with female influencers nowadays is that a lot of them have daddy issues, like for real. Like I, I feel like, and which goes back, to, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they have daddy issues, and it's the dad's fault for either not being there or being a horrible role model and being a horrible father. But nevertheless, there's women nowadays that grow up with a a lack of a a positive, fa- like a father figure. And now they go and and they project that on the rest of the world because again, like you said, they have a voice now. That is is that is that is that our fault as 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 men? Like, did we fail in that aspect? Like, as a group, as 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 a collective group? I I and that's why I don't know. I mean, when you look at father fatherlessness, it, it's got to go back to your own father. I mean, was your own father there? Was he a positive role model for you? And then if I feel like positive male role models would not say yeah when you get a woman pregnant leave her that's that's not positive masculinity it's not and and that's why you know we talked about toxic masculinity it really a toxic masculinity is a lack of positive masculinity and that's and that could not be a better uh, example than you know leaving a woman that you just got pregnant that's that's got to be the most toxic form of masculinity masculinity that has, you know, a large impact on our society right now, rather than um, locker room culture. There, there's these there's these you know, talking points. Of, oh, there's locker room culture. There's rape culture and these other things. Right. Um, you know, being inclusive. Right. Having an inclusive workspace. The biggest problem our country has like inter intersexually is the the is the lack of father lack of fathers in this country and, and that has a trickle down effect on how how their sons behave how their daughters behave when a son grows up without a father all you're left to do is be a mommy's boy right and then and i feel like and and not a lot of and not a lot of women you know Women don't ask for that. Women, you know, women, mothers, mothers don't ask for that. Mothers don't ask to be a mother and a father. They, they want to just be a mother. And, and I, I feel like, um, the, cause they're, um, to bring this point up to preface the point that I'm going to make, everyone has a masculine and, and a feminine side. You know, the I've, men are majority masculine and then women are majority feminine. So everyone has this this dynamic with them, whether they're masculine or feminine. You're able to express both, but in order to, I guess I guess men are more happy when they're more masculine. And like so, but so so the point I'm trying to make is so women that grow up, or mothers that grow up without a a husband or a you know a father to to co-parent with them, they exhibit their masculine and their feminine side, and I feel like that um has negative impacts on the especially the daughters 
because then they're like, oh, so I should like this is this is the appropriate amount of masculinity that I should be uh, exhibiting in society when reality and I, I've had these conversations with with women and they don't they don't want to be, you know, that that kind of uh, member of society. I mean, they 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 enjoy being feminine. Yeah, you know, like I feel like be, having having the stress of also like being a provider monetarily, emotionally, you know, that that puts a lot of anxiety on them and they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. And the, but that goes back goes back to, you know, how to, how does uh you know, how their father, how their father deal with I, I don't know how the difference in men and women and how they cope without having a father figure. Like for me, it's like my father was physically there, but he was very emotionally abusive. He's an alcoholic. I, I really um, value self-reliance, um, making yourself, being responsible for your own actions. So how I look at it from my philosophy is for every, every bad thing that's happened to me and how I've reacted in a good way, I have to thank him for even the, the shitty circumstances that he put me in. I have to thank him because that's why I am who I am today. Whether or not he did the right thing or not, I have to thank him for being that shitty person to make me who I am. And I don't know if necessarily, you know, men or women in general react that way. I think they just kind of get stuck and they're like, well, what the hell do I do? And they just kind of live with that the rest of their life. And I don't think that's any way to to, to live. Do you, do you agree? And I feel like this is maybe something that um, people who are listening right now got, maybe got turned off by. Uh, do you agree that people exhibit masculine and feminine qualities and then that mothers that grow up without a father beside them have to exhibit both? Um, I think masculine and feminine qualities, I, I mean, those don't encompass the spirit of what it means to be a man or the spirit of what it means to be a woman, if that makes sense. So you, you can you can be more uh, you can have masculine tendencies you know maybe like a tomboy or something like that but I I don't think that's what makes you a man you, you know even if you had like the most robust tomboy there's something ingrained spiritually like you see it with like different cultures like what are the archetypes of of masculinity a warrior father uh, a leader magi- a magician a lover I I say that because there's a, there's literally a book there's a there's a book that I. I happened to I read it maybe four years ago now, and it's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover: The Four Archetypes of Masculinity, and it, it discusses and and for for the guys out there listening, especially if you're younger, that that's something that changed my life for the better. So like, I can't even explain how much it helped. It, it explains that there's the archetypes of boyhood, and then you go there's there's the boy version of those four masculine archetypes and until you you know reach it you're still a, a boy or you you could be an adult but not be a man and that and I think that's something that, that we got discussed too is what it, what it means to be a, a man with a capital M and that and that's what that's what those four archetypes do and you know, being being that leader type and you're saying leader king right um being a, a fighter a warrior a magician someone who is able to take circumstances and you know maybe i i think the the best correlation to today's society is being able to ease tension 
being able to ease tension, may, maybe make someone laugh, you know, uh, and then being being a lover, and, and I think that's kind of self-explanatory. What, what I find interesting is that it's cross-cultural. This isn't just like a, a Western philosophy of, of men exhibiting these architects. This, this goes way back. Um, one of the oldest examples I can think of, because um, I, I kind of get interested in uh, Eastern religion, Eastern philosophy. Yeah, I feel like it's under, that's not talked about enough. Um, yeah. Like Shiva, okay, and Kali. Okay, those are, the, those are two uh, Indian, in, Indian god and, and goddess. So Shiva is kind of like this potential energy of the universe. And a lot of times he's depicted with Kali, like he'll be like laying flat and Kali it has her foot on him. And is like standing over him, and she's like this really crazy kind of figure. Uh, she sticks her tongue out. She has like blood. She's holding like a severed head and like like this uh, like sword, and has like a uh, necklace of skulls. So she's like this really like in- intense figure. And what she kind of represents is chaos in the universe and change. So men, like the masculine energy, is encompassed within Shiva, which is this like great potential energy, but needs like to be activated and that, that's like the woman who entices that energy to come out um and so it kind of makes sense of why we kind of see men as like the, they need to have this air of like stoicness so like, like they're able to handle all this chaotic energy and and like they just kind of uh like get us through that and then stability it, emotional stability it makes sense with the attractiveness of, of women because like like women kind of like incite this like burning passion within men like you see it like like w- w- with like a like a romantic gestures That's and a like good point. like you, you know when you're on the uh there's like this girl that you really like and then it's like oh i'm gonna go to the gym and like just start like just like yeah. bench pressing everything and right? then when you get rejected that pushes you to go to the gym even more it's like oh she, i wasn't good enough i'm gonna gotta build myself up right and then um i feel like and that's a different conversation for for women about what what, ha- what happens when a, when a guy their guy crush doesn't like them but when, when a a girl doesn't like a guy. A guy will go, oh, I'm not value. I don't have enough value. I'm bringing enough value, and they build it up, and they, they they go to the gym. They learn how to make more money. They they you know they become more social. They maybe they dress better, and, and so you're exactly right. That so, burning passion there. So we have this there. have this synergy, and it's not that either one has more value than the other. It's not really that one is submissive or 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 dominant. They actually coexist, and, and it's like maintaining that dynamic between those two forces is what I think makes a really healthy and positive relationship between men and women. And, and so this is something that's like what, ten thousand years old. They already knew, and 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 that's kind of where I think we need to, to, to bring the relationship between men and women. Let's bring it back to that that dynamic, you know, or we're going to have problems. We already are. We already are. Already, already we already are. Um, I want to bring a point back. Uh, you talk about stoicism, and I, I think that should be the mental model, but I feel like um, some men that are, I guess, doing the right thing, and, and they're they're going back and say, how can I be a better man, right? And then all these, uh, I, I feel like all these uh, male influencers are saying, oh, just learn how to be stoic, learn how to not show emotion. And I feel like there's th- that's a little too far. I, to be truly stoic, I feel like it is not the place you need to be in this society. I'd like to to apply it now. I feel like you need to be um, maybe a little more emotionally available. Of a- available. Well, the key is. You're not repressing those feelings. There's a difference between experiencing and repressing. So you experience it, then you come to 
you make you draw conclusions and then you act based upon reasoning. That's what it is. It's not oh I don't feel this way. I I certainly do. I I want to experience that feeling. Let it happen and then make decisions. Don't don't let it consume you. Yes. I, yeah. I feel like um to be more applicable to what we we're talking about. I feel like it's a lack of being impulsive, right? It's a it's a right. lack of acting off of impulse and, and a, an immediate emotion if you hear something that immediately angers you you don't go and, and crash your car you don't go and and hit somebody you go and you you take a second you breathe you go, all right we're cool and for now you know what i mean like it may maybe it depends on the situation obviously but um yeah i feel like it's it's emotional intelligence I feel like that that's that's the key word there. It's it's a growth of emotional intelligence that that men uh, are lacking right now. I feel like we're we're lacking emotional intelligence. And then women have that emotional intelligence. They cuz again, women conglomerate and they they talk about everything all the time. And they and they this about oh, where are all the men, right? They cuz their emotional intelligence hasn't left them. They, they've just seen it become depleted in men. And now, you know, and that, that comes to, oh, why doesn't he understand when I make this, uh, this gesture? Maybe it's not verbal. You know, a lot of times, you know, women don't act, uh, don't communicate verbally. They communicate with gestures or, or uh, you know, subtle subtleties. And um, I feel like in the past, men are able to pick up on it. But I feel like th- that's part of emotional intelligence to be able to to read when a woman say uncomfortable or in the mood. You know, what I mean, that's, that's, that's two different things, but almost they're they're largely not spoken. Um, and I feel like that goes into emotional intelligence, too. So um, I, I feel like it would cause less violent conflict, actually, between men. Um, it has many direct applications and. That's kind of what we need to get back to is emotional intelligence. Well, like those, like the archetype of being a protector, I think that resonates with with a lot of men. Like we want to be useful, we want to be, um, we want to be in in control of what, what's going on around us. And I think that's an important part is understanding those emotional aspects. Like so, we can actually protect protect our women, protect our children, understand what they're going through. Don't be as reactive, maybe as as like. Uh, like a lot of women are, are very emotionally reactive. Let's not let's not react in a, in a chaotic way. But understanding how those emotions affect us lets us bring order to the chaos, and that's what I think men are are designed to do spiritually: is just bring order to the chaos, lead us out of the chaos. Um, but to do that, you have to understand emotions. You you have to. You can't just repress them, or or then it, then it leads to like that toxic uh, masculinity that that people always talk about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where they're just like, "Oh, uh, stopping a girl." I, I hate that. Like, I hate that too. That's that's not helpful anyway either. I mean, it's like, oh right, I'll just start being, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start being a man. Obviously, I'll just start right now. And but no, like you don't have a mental model to go off of. What's the mental model? It's it's the uh, stereotypes. You have the stereotypes of toxic masculinity. That that if if a if a young boy was so inclined to oh sure I'll stop being a girl and I'll start being a guy let's say this this person doesn't have a father figure at all how are they like who are they gonna base their masculinity off of right and, and I I feel like um I don't know 
some some women do a really good job of uh, again subtly of like putting men in a in a position to be men. Um, but I feel like it's we need to have more communication amongst men to recognize uh, when those opportunities arise. Um, if that makes sense. The, the, there's been a huge misrepresentation of what it means to be a man, and, and I think that's where we've kind of gone wrong. And part of it is is probably because of the the, the scale of, of society. We're not living in in small groups like these uh, uh, like like tribal society. And then now the nuclear family is kind of like disintegrating, like before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not where you know dad goes to work, he provides, and then moms takes care of the house. It's kind of like this. I was a key which, kid, you know. Yeah, which which is not it's not the only way to have a healthy family. It's not. But it's it's a healthy way and I feel like but it's it's being demonized. I feel like th- which is which is not good. I feel like any any healthy way to to have a family should be supported. I feel like um I don't know. I I feel like instead of um having a conversation about it, I feel like the the push is just to have the opposite of the nuclear family. It's like no women will support i think i think both kind of suck i mean yeah men have just carried this burden of like i'm going to be the provider so they go in and they they grind themselves down uh doing these monotonous jobs day in and day out and they they miss up they have historically missed out on on a a lot of the, the emotional aspects of of bonding with their kids being with their wife and then now it's just spread even more thin because now instead of one car we gotta have two cars and so both the mom and the dad, they're, they're, they're spread thin. And they're doing this for what? Like going and, and, and collecting these these things, um, these material things, they're not helping, they're not bringing um, any sense of value to our life. Like there's a difference between uh, pleasure and, and joy, okay? Mm, yeah. Like there's a, there's, there's a huge difference between that. And, you know, a lot of these material things, they, they, they bring us pleasure, but it's not fulfilling. Joy is, is like fulfillful. Uh, fulfilling, um, so I, I think we kind of need to to redirect our values. Where are we going? And and, and that's part of the, the 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 man's job is to really find purpose in life. Yeah, and I'm glad. The guy yes. is towards purpose. And and it's not even if you ask most people, it's like, oh, what's a what's a man's you know purpose in society and there's oh it's to be to be a provider i mean like that, that's monetarily that's like no no it's it's not like it's beyond that it's deeper than that it's it's bringing order to chaos and yeah, providing and, joy and, and provide so and, yeah, so providing joy. joy for your family and so what's going to fulfill them so that's a more complex answer than just yeah, saying fulfillment i'm going to provide you you know food shelter uh and air conditioning in florida like, right. you know, there's, there's more to it than that. Um, and, and that's a very complex answer. And that's very unique. That's very uh, – so you need an uh, intricate understanding of, of the people you're around. So you, you need to understand emotionally your, your family. And I think we're very disconnected at this point in time. Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, just to, to leave people on, on the last, last note – um, I'm going to shout out that book that I was saying before. Um, it's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, and it's by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. And um, I feel like that's a great place to start. And I've had um, I've lent that book out to my female friends, too, because 
masculinity doesn't just involve men. I feel like um, it, it's a it's a dynamic of like working together, like you said. So it, men, men and women need to exist, coexist together in society. And I feel like when everyone has a better understanding of what masculinity should be, there there's going to be um, society can better judge. You know, well, women inst- instead of demonizing bad behavior with men. You know, let's be selective of men who are exemplifying the, the things that they should be doing. Yep. That, I think, is more Don't positive. Settle. There's kind of, you know, this, uh, like, Darwinistic approach to that. Let's select a, the best men. Um, and same goes for men, too. I mean, I, I'm not and not all women are perfect, right? So I, I feel like people need to be more selective of who they're raising, like, who they're having a family with. And, and I feel like that, I feel like when you go back to the evolutionary standpoint, of like wanting to have a family, wanting to have a kid and realizing that nobody's choosing you, that would almost be like a trigger, right? It's like, oh, I'm not doing something that's that I, I'm being selected. I'm supposed to be selected for. Where where have I gone wrong? And, and I and not only with, with men, but also with women, it's like, okay, let's, let's Well, there, fix there's that. a lot of confusion. I mean, think of if you're if you're in like a small tribe or community like like back in the day. You only have so many partners that you can be with, and you're really intimately connected because your survival is kind of uh, based upon the people around you. Now we have this, like, crazy infinite selection of people that we're going to interact with. How do you yeah. how do you choose, you know? Maybe, you know, you know, back in the day, you're, you're influenced by your needs, your needs in, in, in nature. Now it's freaking tender, and then it's just like this, like, People are just expendable. You know, you swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. Like, those are people. And, and we just kind of depersonalize everyone, and then, you know, we expect to make connections with people that we've just been depersonalizing for, for our entire lives. This is a podcast we could do a whole different thing about, but, like, I feel like the, the devaluation of sexual energy is is part of is part of it. And and realizing that for for men and women, casual sex is is degrading to their sexual energy and their overall overall being but um yeah i'm gonna cut it a little cut it off but i I really appreciate you uh you know coming and talk about this i I guess again this is the second time that we did this um this was fun uh we we could do this again for sure but like yeah yeah. yeah. there's there's so much to cover like pornography and like how that's like draining men's like energy into like all this there, there's a <laughs> there's a science behind it there's a science behind that and there's a science behind you know casual sex too i mean uh, yeah but that's that's for another time <laughs> sexual energy coming up on next i don't know but all right have a good one guys